Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Ashley. A few years ago, we set off on a journey to start doing hard things that enrich our marriage, relationship with God, family, and our health. Along the way, we've met a lot of other people who are living intentional, countercultural lives and getting out of their comfort zones. And in each episode of the Uncommon People podcast, we'll discuss parts of our own journey or share inspiring stories from the journeys of others. Thanks for joining us. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Uncommon People podcast. Thanks for joining with us today. So we have a topic that I think there is no way to argue that it is important to be on time. Can I get an amen? Amen. (laughs) I was thinking about this conversation before we started, like, is there any way that this isn't valuable? No, like, I think you should be on time. So we're not really even having the discussion about why you should be on time. We're just going to talk about how to do it. You should just be on time. Yeah, you should be on time. Um, For obligations, for sure. Yeah, because it's disrespectful to be to the other people, especially involved, um, if it's like a group activity. So, um, you know, maybe we'll hash out another time why it's important to be on time. But for now, we're just going to jump into the tips for how to be on time. And ironically enough, as soon as I told Aaron like uh, a couple weeks ago, hey, we should talk about, you know, tips for being on time. Every single time I tried to get out the door between when I told him that and today I've been almost a little bit late or yacht late. (laughs) It's like, I don't know if uh, God does that to keep us humble or what, but yeah, we've struggled a little bit lately. Yeah. Uh, but that's okay. It's, it's harder sometimes. Different seasons are harder. Not, not that we should use it as an excuse, but so kind of just so you'll know what to expect for the conversation, we're going to give, uh, 10 total tips, but the first six are not going to be specific to people that have children. Cause we know we do have some listeners that don't have kids yet, uh, or don't have kids. And so those will just apply to whomever, but the last four will be more specific to having children. So Aaron, you want to jump right in? So the first thing that you should do, uh, just in an effort to get out the door on time is prepare as much as possible the night before if you're trying to get out the door early in the morning. Yeah, in the morning. So for us, that can most notably be Saturday nights uh, before we get out the door on Sunday for church. Yeah, especially since Aaron's working from home right now and then I work from home all the time and keep the kids all the time. We don't have to be out the door every single day by a certain time, although you do have to be like logged in by a certain Mm -hmm. time, right? Yeah. So Saturday nights is our big like gear up to get out the door by a certain time night. Yeah, we don't really do a whole, whole lot that requires us to be on time right now as far as like a normal daily routine like most people have for work or whatnot just Mm -hmm. because, yeah, I don't have to drive or get out the door really. Don't have to prepare lunches and things like that. Yeah, but in some ways that makes it even harder because we're not in practice of yeah. doing it. So when it's like, okay, the whole family has to be somewhere by 8.30. We're like, 8.30. Yeah, so Sunday morning is really our only time that we, right now, that we are getting out the door in the morning for a specific literal deadline of somewhere we have to be. But if we get our um, get the things that we need to take with us and kind of prepare ourselves for Sunday morning, then we don't have to panic in the moment usually yeah and especially for something like church I think clothes is like the biggest thing to prep the night before and then we're going to talk about some other prep stuff as we keep going but like 
I think that's probably the hardest thing because it's like, oh, such and such isn't clean. Oh, I was going to wear that. Oh, this needs to be ironed. And it's like, before you know it, we have five people in the family. It's like, you can't spend 15 minutes getting each person's outfit together. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not going to work. Yeah. And also one of the things uh, specifically for the day before would be when you're driving your car the day before, check and see if you need gas. (laughs) Yeah. Because, I mean, if you get up in the morning, you're going just at the right time and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you realize you need gas and you didn't build in 15 extra minutes then yeah or whatever because like we live in an area where gas stations are it's not that they aren't accessible but um there's not a ton they're not in the most convenient sides of the road for us (laughs) no definitely not definitely not so the second one is to have easy breakfast if you know you're getting out the door in the morning or snacks on hand or lunches um, on hand that you can take with you, you know, when you're getting out the door. So this is definitely valuable when we're talking about in the morning and you're trying to get out the door, even Mm -hmm. if it's breakfast that you have to make, just having something that, you know, you can make fast, Mm -hmm. um, saves a lot of time. I mean, no one really wants to eat a cliff bar for breakfast every day. So, um, you know, mixing it up and doing some kind of meal prep style stuff. We don't do a lot of meal prep for breakfast, but like, it takes five minutes for us to make oatmeal, probably, for Aaron, and the kind that Aaron likes. And yeah. then, um, like, some kind of toast, whether it's avocado or something like that, takes, you know, three minutes. So, yeah. a lot of times when we're making breakfast or something quick, a snack to get out the door or, like, an easy lunch or whatever, we choose something that we can make while we're doing other things like while we're getting bags or while we're putting you know just all Clothes the stuff on the kids things yeah. like that stuff that you got to do to get out the door if you can like set it and forget it for five minutes and then you know your breakfast is ready or your snack or whatever the case may be then that's one less thing you got to worry about i know everybody doesn't love eating in the car but hey save yourself the ten dollars yeah <laughs> it's not it's not worth it so save yourself the money and have something enjoyable. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> uh, number three is keep your bags and, uh, you know, the things that you carry with you ready to go out the door um, and shoes and other clothing accessible as well. So the stuff that you know you're going to be going to in the morning, uh, like for me, I carry my backpack that to church that will have my iPad and you know, that's basically all I take, but, but you keep your iPad basically in your backpack almost all the time. If it's not on your nightstand, pretty regularly, yeah, h- it helps you not yeah, leave it somewhere yeah. on accident. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, having that sitting already sitting by the door, diaper bags, purses, yeah. things of that nature. Um, yeah. And bags um, with the toys for the kids. <laughs> yeah. We also keep like, I know we're not really talking much about kids in this section, but you can apply this to adults too. We actually keep our kids shoes and socks downstairs. Yeah. So like if you live in an area where you have to have, you know, coats or, you know, whatever outerwear and stuff like that. I know a lot of people that live in those kind of areas have a mud room or something like that where they can keep them accessible. But, you know, just keeping in mind, like, hey, if I know I have to take my computer with me to work every day, it would be a better idea just to have it in the bag all the time mm-hmm. instead of being like, well, I'm going to set it out on my desk. Then it's just one more thing that you have the possibility of forgetting. So, yeah, it's also um, nice to iron your clothes or whatever you need to do as far as your clothing is concerned. Uh, things that just trim down on the time in the morning as well. Yeah, for sure. 
So the fourth one is to assess what you truly need to take with you. Because I think, I mean, obviously this is better to do the night before, but like if I'm unprepared and don't really know, you know, what the day is going to hold, I don't really know what I need to take with me. Then I'm more frazzled about getting, oh, well, what if I need this? Or what if I need that? Or whatever. Just take the 30 seconds of stopping and thinking about, okay, what is the day really most likely going to look like? What do I need to take? And just go with that. Even make a little list if you need to or whatever. Instead of running around, you'll spend three times as much time running around grabbing this, that, and the other. And then it's like, I didn't even end up needing that. It's like, yeah, because you didn't stop and think about what the day was going to be like. Mm -hmm. I do that as a parent all the time. But even in my own, like when I'm getting away to work on something, like I'll either bring way too much or get away with the one thing I didn't, you know, really need to bring with me. And so taking a second to stop and assess, like, what do I really have to have right now? Um, can save you time for sure. Just not burning the time. I do that on vacation with books. I'll put like three books in my backpack that weigh it down and don't even finish one of them usually (laughs) on a flight or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's some stuff is hard to call down on getting out the door because you're like, I really want to need to take this like a book. Like I really want to have time to read this book, but I know, you know, maybe do a reality check with yourself and yeah. you'll realize, okay, I don't need to bring all of these toys with me. I nope. meant for the adults. I meant the books and stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number five is to aim for 10 minutes earlier than you actually have to be out the door as far as you're leaving or more depending on your personality. I think though that some people can think about that in theory and almost use it like a snooze button. Abuse it basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like you really have to have the discipline to, if you're ready to go 10 minutes before leave like 10 minutes before. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people probably don't do that. Yeah. I remember a guy, I think it was like the first job I had. I was like 15 and I was watching kids over the summer, a family of little boys or whatever. And I'm pretty sure he's the one that told me, uh, anything less than 10 minutes early is late. Hmm. And, uh, you know, and that's in a lot of ways, it's true because we just, everything takes more time usually than we expect it to. And then even when we get somewhere that takes time usually. Yeah. So, I mean, I think aiming for, I don't know, what do you think 10 minutes is a fair amount of time to aim for? Yeah. I mean, I think, cause you never know what's going to happen on the drive. Yeah. You never know. And I mean, I, I guess it just depends on if we're talking about just getting out the door in that part, or if we're factoring in the whole journey to wherever you're going as a whole, um, I mean, 10 minutes beforehand, before actually leaving gives you the opportunity for something to go wrong. Like yeah. you spill something on your clothes and have to change, you know, before you actually leave or change a diaper. Yeah. Whatever the case may be, but it could also, you could execute everything perfectly, get out the door and, you know, there could be a car wreck on the road that delays you 10 minutes. And so. There's a bunch of, um, or I guess there's several different areas where that could be beneficial. Yeah. And I don't think 10 minutes is too, I mean, 10 minutes. It's not yeah, like. Yeah, it's not very much. But you don't want to be much. like, you don't want to be like, oh, well, I know I have 10 extra minutes, so let me just do such and such. And let it's me like, keep laying in bed because I'm going to build in <laughs> 10 extra minutes. Yeah. Yeah. The goal would be to, if you need to use the 10 extra minutes, don't spend it on the front half of the right. time you're getting ready, right? I think the 10 extra minutes also helps 
to account for things that are out of our control. Really, mm-hmm. that's what the yeah. 10 extra minutes is there for. It's like, you know, if we, like you said, encounter traffic or have a situation with clothes or kids or you forget something and you have to turn around and go back or, you know, whatever. I think the 10 minutes helps for the unpredictable mm-hmm. and uncontrollable. Yeah. What did Jack or was it Jack or Joy that got something in their hair this past Sunday? Oh, man. Can't I don't remember. even know. We, we got, I got out the door with Joy didn't have shoes on. That wasn't this past Sunday. Uh, we were thankfully we were just taking her to my parents' house. I dropped her off and I was like, sorry, there was a miscommunication about her shoes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, who cares? We're, it's not a big deal. Um, and that kind of leads into the sixth one and it's don't sweat the mo- small stuff or get caught in the weeds. I have a bad habit of, and I, th- I think part of the reason why this, I don't know if I would call it a habit actually now that I'm saying it out loud, but um, since getting out the door can be one of those kind of high stress moments in the day, uh, especially if I'm doing it by myself and I have three kids, if I'm not careful, like the stress of it will get me kind of anxious. And one of my few knee jerk responses to anxiety is to like organize, like not organize, but like fix the environment as quickly as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, because for some reason I think that's going to make it better. I don't know. I like cleanliness and orderliness, but, um, so like we'll need to get out the door pretty soon. And I like want to do the dishes. <laughs> it's yeah. like, no, you don't have time. Uh, get out the door or like I'll be putting the kids in the car and I'll see, Oh, well there's some trash. Let me get this trash out of the car. And it's like, Hey, you need to leave in like three minutes. Do you really need to get trash out of the car? Like it's not the time to do that. So that may not apply to everyone, but like when you need to get out the door, just go. Like, if you've got everything together, this your house is going to be the same as it is when you leave. Unless you left your husband there. And Aaron did the dishes one of the days I left this past week. And I was like, I came back through the door and my jaw dropped. I was very excited to see that there were no dishes because I was not happy knowing I was going, I was leaving for something and going to come home to a sink full of dishes. So, hey. We should have put that in the things to know before you get married (laughs) podcast. Find someone that will sneaky do dishes while you're gone. But don't sweat the small stuff when you're trying to get out the door. Right. I don't know how much that applies to you. I think you're pretty good about leaving the I do the thing with the car, you know, like cleaning out trash and stuff like that quite a bit. Yeah. Um, But I mean, I don't, yeah, I, I don't. I don't typically sweat small stuff in general. So. Yeah, just generally speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You want to recap those before we move into the kids? Yes, I will. So the stuff that's specific for us adults to prepare as much as possible the night before, have easy food to grab on the way out the door. The third one, keep your bags and you know your essential clothing basically ready to go with you. And then number four, stop and assess what you really need to take instead of running around crazy. Number five, aim to get out, uh, aim for 10 minutes earlier than you actually need to get out the door. And the sixth one, don't sweat the small stuff. Just go. So moving on to the more kids specific, um, points because kids take a lot of time. (laughs) You really do. Especially when you have three of them. Yeah, they do. More. Um, I mean, one, I mean, one does. Yeah. That's not, uh, we've had one, we've had two, we've had three. They all took time. Yeah. So, uh, one still takes a long time, but, uh, one of the things, especially as they get older is give your kids sufficient time. Yeah. So we, for our four year old, which he's the oldest. So yeah, he's the oldest. And 
if we, I mean, he doesn't, if we have to wake him up on mm-hmm. Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. like we did this, this past week, uh, then it's a task. But if he wakes up, then it's generally a little smoother. But if we have to wake him up, which happens every once in a while, if Saturday evening was a late night or whatever, mm-hmm. then uh, it's, I had to tell him like, even though I knew the two-year-old was already dressed and ready to go, <laughs> I had to tell him like, see if you can beat her to get dressed and get downstairs. But in general, if we give them sufficient time and yeah. wake them up early enough and kind of dictate how their morning's going to go, then that helps a lot with getting out the door on time. Yeah. And I mean, you know, your child's personality well enough to know, um, what is helpful for them. Like with Jack, if we're like, okay, look, bro, we're in a big hurry and we got to get out the door. Like that does not motivate him. Most of the time he will push back against that. But like Aaron did on, which I still do it. I probably shouldn't, but I still say that kind of stuff to him. But like what Aaron did this past Sunday saying, you know, like, Hey, let's race joy. Like, okay, well if he has the opportunity to race or to be timed or to be competitive, then he's more Mm -hmm. inclined to be cooperative. So if you can, consider what appeals to your child's personality as far as giving them the the time that they need. That helps a lot. But like you also have to consider the ages of your children for like what you expect them to be able to do, not just their mood. I mean, what can they actually do? Our kids can't dress themselves for church. Right. Jack can dress himself casually, but like he can't do church shirt buttons yet. I need to practice. <laughs> maybe we should spend, because the only time he puts on button up shirts is for church. So right. maybe we need to practice that some more and see if he can master it. But it's like, not only do they need enough time for their mood to catch up with their willingness, but they also can't do a lot of stuff by themselves usually. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the second one is to keep calm and work as a team. Um, because, you know, if you're, uh, you probably know if you're a parent that your kids pick up on your vibe, like what you're putting off when you're all the time. Basically, right. I feel like they do it all the time. And if you're like harried and crazy feeling, which I am like 85% of the time when we're trying to get out the door. Hmm. Um, I don't know why I just get into a go mode that I'm like, you know, it's, I don't know. <laughs> I need to work on my own tip here for sure. Right. Um, but they pick up on that and get, tense or or feel relaxed depending on how you know your mood is and I know there's only so much of that that we can fix in the moment when we're trying to just make this happen and be on time and get out the door but one of the ways that we can keep calm is by working as a team right divide and conquer breakfast get bags ready get bags in the car Mm -hmm. so what do you normally do yeah what do you normally do on Sunday morning since that's kind of our main place I think I usually start trying to get the bags in the car. So like all the bags that we pre-prepped, um, some of the things we can't get, you know, we can't, it's not like we could put the bag in the car overnight because we have to get drinks or food or whatever in the morning to put in them. Um, or maybe we let them pick their toys, but we have most of the stuff done in the bags. So, but I usually try to get the bags in the car, depending on who's down there first, I'll do breakfast. You usually get down there before me. Yeah. But so you don't I do always like the, do. Sometimes you do the breakfast. That's I do just the kind kids' of, waffles a decent amount of times. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I that's get, our standard Sunday morning kid breakfast, by yeah. the way. Waffles with butter only. <laughs> Cut up and put in a cup that they could take with them in the car. Yeah. If we didn't get them up in enough time to eat there. Which they're cool um, with. They know to expect that. So yeah. that helps. Um, 
coffee. You do their milk. I get the coffee, the milk. Mm-hmm. I get our coffee and our to-go cups and then usually try to fill our water bottles too that we have. So, yeah. Yeah. And I'm uh and then shoes, shoes and the breakfasts just kind of happen as who's available to make it happen. Yeah. And um you know, we try to do stuff like not end up having to feed a baby right when we're supposed to walk out the door, you know, all those kind of things that really tie us down. Try to do that kind of stuff before and after but I feel like we've really managed the teamwork aspect of Sunday morning so like if you're married and you have kids and you have several times especially if it's every day of the week where you and your spouse have to get out the door and you got to get your kids out the door to communicate about yeah you know don't what? don't be afraid to talk about it because like your spouse doesn't know if if especially if you're like coming from my perspective I'm a stay-at-home parent even though Aaron's here a lot so he doesn't know the all the kids routines as intimately as I do he knows them well enough for sure but he doesn't innately know hey whenever I'm done with such and such then you do this you know like please help me like so you have to learn how to nicely and kindly ask and respectfully ask your spouse to help you um, especially you know whoever is more familiar with the kids' routines and schedules. Don't be afraid to ask help. Don't I don't I can't assume that Aaron knows what I need help with because they don't know. If they don't know, they don't know. Right. Uh, I don't think it's offensive if you ask nicely, yeah. you know, for help, or if I ask nicely for help. Either which way. So work um, as a team. Teamwork makes the dream work. Right. The next one uh, is put <laughs> your contra- kids. It's controversial. <laughs> Put, yeah, put your kids in the car a few minutes before you're ready to get in. This can apply to some people and some not. I mean, you yeah. probably don't want to do this if you live in an apartment complex. Right, yeah, yeah. Or even if you just park outside in general. Yeah. Uh, you also don't want to start the car with the kids while it's in the garage. Right. <laughs> so you have to be smart about this. But there's often times where I'll open our garage not necessarily starting the car, but like open our garage, put the two bigger kids in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we typically don't put the baby in until. Yeah. Until I mean, they do. OK, if, because, if I do like I've done, I do that sometimes yeah. when I need to get out the door with them. But that also gets them out of the way from like mm. trying to get your attention while you're trying to get the rest of the stuff that you need out yeah. the door. And plus they have like they have breakfast. They have a yeah. task that they're supposed to be doing. So we're like and they're used to being in the car for a few minutes before we get in there on Sunday mornings for sure. They've got yeah. their own little routine. Unfortunately, sometimes the routine involves screaming at each other repeatedly. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but they aren't in under our feet chasing us around. So I mean there's pros and cons to that for sure. Right. But uh, you know, if you can do that in a safe way, that's that's a game changer because yeah. it gives you like, you know, and three if you lock minutes. them in, you got to make sure that you have the keys. <laughs> you don't put them in. Yeah. We haven't done that yet. Thankfully. No. Uh, but it gives you that last few minutes to kind of do a run through of whatever of the house, of the bags, of the anything that you needed to without the little people as a distraction. Right. So they'll survive it. And the fourth tip, especially for kids, although I think this one can apply to anybody is to account for time upon arrival. So like, you know, we keep going back to Sunday mornings for us. uh, But like if we we're supposed to be starting our practice at nine o'clock. Well, if we arrived at nine o'clock, our practice would not start till at least nine 15. Yeah, probably because we usually get to church sometime between eight 30 and eight 45, eight 45 on a, 
that's a tight day right there. But because I have to print some stuff usually on Sunday morning and then we do some stuff just to get ready for our practice and our, and the service and all that, get our kids settled in. But like, you got to account for time to get all those people inside the church, all those bags inside. Same thing for like, if you're dropping your kid off at daycare in the mornings or something, which yeah. you've probably sorted this routine by now if you're if that's part of your life. But like you got to account for, oh, their teacher wants to tell you something or, oh, you know, they need help with blah, blah, blah or whatever. They need you to sign this at the desk or, you know, just stuff like that. Accounting for what may come up when you actually arrive where you're mm-hmm. headed. Uh, sometimes we've just aimed to get there when it's supposed to start. And it's like, whoa, I didn't anticipate 15 minutes of, you know, pre-entry right. <laughs> into this event. So... Yep. I don't know if you have anything else to add no, to that. I exhaust. I exhausted the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We. Uh, yeah. We just. You got to account for the time that you need yeah. when you get there. It's truth. So, uh, hope you enjoyed these points. Uh, some specific to kids. You know, to people with kids. Some not. But uh, either way, you can apply it in all different areas, not just getting to church on time. Uh, like we said, it's just, it's so important to, it's respectful and it's important to honor your commitments that you've made and be on time when you need to be on time. Yeah. So I think we'll continue this conversation some over on our Instagram and that's at uncommon people podcast. And, um, we will probably be asking some more fun, like nitty gritty, areas of this and our stories like you know tell us some easy breakfast you can get out you know get your kids and then get out the door with you know some stuff like that some more practical stuff that gets other people's perspectives we'll turn around and share some of the feedback that we get so that you can get some ideas on tips that are like you know a little more into the minutia of this instead of just these kind of big big ideas big practical tips what we really want to know is how do we feed everyone and get out the door at the same time so thanks for listening along today and uh, as already mentioned please join us on uncommon people podcast on instagram at uncommon people podcast and uh, we appreciate you listening to this episode leave us a rating and a review if you're enjoying it and uh, yeah, feel free to share it with someone that you think could benefit. <laughs> that's someone that's Feel late. free to share it with the late person in your life. <laughs> um, but we appreciate all the support and uh, we will talk to you in the next episode. See you next week. Bye.